Hey, Turn of the Millennials listeners. This summer, relive your obsession with the Spice Girls at the Everything 90s podcast, Spice Girls Trivia Night. Test your knowledge of this iconic and beloved girl group on July 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This event will take place on the online platform called hopin.com and you'll have the chance to win some spicy prizes, including the Spice Girls 25th anniversary two-CD music book set and two tickets to the 90s experience. So head on over to hopin.com slash events slash spice dash girls dash trivia dash night to register to get your tickets. Tell a friend and hope to see you there. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Turn of the Millennials. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindy. And today, um, since it is June, we are going to be celebrating Pride Month. Oh, yeah. Pride Month. Woo. Yeah. We here at Turn of the Millennials obviously don't care who you love. We are are allies. We are allies. We love all of you. We love Love who you love. love Love is love. Don't care. We are going to celebrate that today. You don't like it? Turn us off. Turn us off and you can join us again next week when we're back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, or not, because oh. I'm with that. I don't like those type of people. If you're those type of people, that's cool. Whatever, go be miserable somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Love is love, love is love. Yay, pride, Um, Yeah, on that note, as kind of millennials, we kind of had sort of a big kind of forefront sort of an awakening and movement Movement. in our generation when it came to like you know being more open with the it actually started as lgbt community way back way back in the day because we didn't have some of the other ones just come out quite yet or the representation we just had the lesbian we had no idea how fluid this spectrum was we were still still naive because our parents had our parents were still had they were hidden and everything like if you were gay mm-hmm. in those previous generations you still were kind of hidden you still weren't necessarily completely out so with us we had the lesbian the gay bisexual and bisexual transgender trans. yes. yes so those were the four that we had originally we've our generation has just seen so much so much goodness in this respect which is just so awesome to see i, I love how tolerant and inclusive they're becoming as well so and to their parents thank you mm. well their parents are kind of us slash the gen yes. xers but that's what so, i mean though like yeah. it's our generation that kind of started the movement and taught it like, on to their children kept yes, going and, and showing it to their children tolerance to their children that love is love and that and everyone is acceptable in the other spectrum a lot of millennials did also open up their parents eyes like the boomers yes. to yeah. the fact that the fa- well, I know there's still some that are still a little trepid or they're just, yep. they still don't understand it, but they'll accept it kind of like, there's still a lot with the boomers, but it did because they had kids that were more open to it. They sort of, it's opened their eyes to become more open to it as well. Yes. So like, I feel like the, the Gen X millennial is, is kind of a really big uh, kind of binder sort of to yes. all these generations. We were sort of a forefronter mm-hmm. of accepting us all. And that was kind of also, I think, really reflected in our pop culture kind of at the time. Like we saw in TV shows and movies, we started to see. Now, at first, 
it was a it, it was a weird slippery slope actually kind it was of kind in of a trickle movie. in it was a very slow trickle in but at the same time they would yeah. bring them in but they would have unfortunately a lot of times they would suffer at the hands of someone yes. or like they weren't portrayed still in a happy healthy happy light at completely yes they were represented, but not in the best of ways. Yes. So yeah. a lot of people were still sort of scared because as they're being represented, it was like CSI, they got killed because of uh, hate, racism, crime. So you still don't, you, you saw yourself, but then you're seeing yourself getting hurt. So you were still sort yes. of afraid. So it of... kind of perpetuated the stereotype and everything of that. If you, if you identify as gay, bi or transsexual or any of those other things that you should keep yourself hidden because terrible things will happen to you. Yes. And that's just so appalling and disgusting to me yes. that it's like, it's beyond words. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. So we did. So it's really uh, good to see some positive representation as of late. Yes. And we did, we did see some in the nineties. We did get nineties yes, and two thousands. We did get to see some very good representation. As we said, like at the very beginning, we were talking about it. I was watching um, entertainment weekly has, they were doing recent cast reunions of our old shows. So they had a Buffy one and they had a Dawson's Creek one, both of which for the WB had very prominent gay characters. And actually Dawson's Creek was the first of its kind. We were talking about this just before Jack yeah. was his, was had his first, was the first gay kiss on the WB network with mm -hmm. Henry. No, no. Henry was uh, Michelle Williams. What was his face? I don't remember. I wasn't a Dawson. Like I wasn't a huge Dawson fan. I watched it, oh. but I I don't remember yeah. it that. Well. I can't remember who his first kiss was now. Now that it lose me, Henry was the one who dated Michelle Williams, and he was. But I believe it. I, I believe the him. date said that it was what October, June or June of two thousand, or it was October. Yeah, because Buffy was two thousand and one. Yeah, you said Buffy was the season finale of yeah, two thousand and one, and that was the the no Dawson's Creek one was was season three season finale, and Buffy was season five. It titled The Body Where Joyce Dies. Oh, okay. Spoiler yeah. alert if you haven't seen Buffy 25 years later. Sorry, guys. Oh, God, if you haven't seen it, and I'm sorry <laughs> that, you know that Joyce dies, but she dies. Prepare yourself. It's a really sad episode. I know. Uh, I, I think that's an episode I actually didn't yeah. see. I think I stopped watching it to that one, and then I haven't brought myself to go back to rewatch it because everyone says it's... Uh... Whenever I need a good cry, that's what I watch. I pop But that I do love Once favorite. More with Feeling. That's a great yeah, episode. Oh, God. Oh, Classic. Fucking, oh, my God. But again, um, but Buffy for... brought about uh, Tara and Willow as a lesbian couple yeah. as well. So the WB yeah. actually brought both. And then they later brought... on, Tara and Kennedy, or Willow and Kennedy. Yeah. So later we on. did get, yeah. so again, we saw a lot of representation. And this is daily. This is not a movie. This is something that people were watching yeah, weekly. weekly. In yeah. your homes. These are people that you knew, characters you loved, and everything. So before we delve into the pop culture of Pride Month, do we have millennial moments? I, Do you not have one this time? No, no, no. I didn't oh, you, until how is it? Okay. I didn't until this morning, actually. Oh, so did something happen watching, at Costco, Stephanie? No, 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 no. I was watching music okay. videos beforehand. Um, okay. And I was watching a music video and they were going into a convenience store and behind the, the cashier, it said you cannot buy alcohol unless you are born from 1999. Now, this video was also filmed in 2000, 2020, sorry. But it says if you are not 19 years or, or, or older, you are born in 1999 or over, you can't buy alcohol. And that hit me hard because that's the year I went into grade nine. And I was like, and there was a girl in my grade nine gym class who actually did have a child. And that child is now <laughs> Well, at that time was 21. They're now clearly 23. And that just, it hit, it hit, it hit a lot this morning. So 
21 years is 23 years kind ago. It causes like a ball in your chest, doesn't it? It, it does. It's kind of like, whoo, whoo, that hurts. And like, I don't look like I'm about these ages or anything. I don't feel like I'm this age. I don't feel like I should have something 22 years ago. But guess what? This is where we're at. And this is our millennial moment for me today. Do yeah. you have a millennial <laughs> moment for this week? Um, okay. So this one, like, okay. So. I was in the locker room at work the other day and I was talking to like a bunch of girls in the shift and we were talking about ages and things like that. Right. I'm going to be 39 on July 1st, like 18 days at the time of this recording. The only reason I can, can't wait for July 1st is because of the next stranger things. I don't even care about my fucking birthday. Yep. I fucking said it. Don't care for the first time ever in Lindy's ever. life. She does I'm not care that, about her birthday. That celebrates her birthday for a full fucking week. Like yeah. I am the most important person on the planet during that entire week. Fuck everyone else. I used to be that girl. Now I'm like, nope, this is my last birthday I'm ever having. I'm never turning 40. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> we're in the locker room and we're talking about things like how far back we remember things, what our first memories were and things like that. And I go, I just happened to mention um, this series premiere of The Simpsons. And this girl who is 33, she goes, wait, she's like, how much of the eighties do you remember? And I was just like, um, like a few years of them. Why? She's like, when were you? She's like, how old are you? I was like, I'm going to be 39 in a couple, in a few weeks. She goes, like you should, her face fell. She had no fucking clue. She thought I was like her age or even younger. Oh yeah. Maybe. And yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, I remember when the Simpsons first aired like and how much my mom yelled at my dad for letting us watch it because it was so bad oh, and now I, I went to like two uh, weddings the last two weekends and oh my gosh like same thing people are like you're not 37 i was like yeah i am and i love it every day <laughs> and then i threw in the extra special tidbit that i also remember the series premiere of full house like, uh, right. I remember watching it for the first time. <laughs> She's just uh, like, oh my God, I didn't think you were that old. I'm just like, who the fuck are you calling old? Right. Couldn't keep a straight face to save my life. But yeah, I'm like the oldest one in our friend group at work. Well, no, that's not true. Carrie's older than me. She's like 42, but still. <laughs> yeah, this is, but this it's, is. What? What? Oh my God. And then, okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I have two millennial moments because <laughs> this one happens here and I have to fucking tell you about it because okay. I cannot fucking believe it. So Morgan at my work, she's 10 years younger than me. Okay. So we were talking about something at work or whatever, and we were joking around and being funny and stuff. And then all of a sudden she goes, I did something. And for some stupid reason, I did the Molly Shannon superstar thing, Mary Catherine Gallagher. I was like, sometimes when I get nervous, I stick my fingers in my armpits and I smell them like that. And then I go superstar. And she looked at me like I had four heads and I'm like, Molly Shannon, like Mary Catherine movie, Gallagher. The movie came Saturday out in like 98, 99, I think. This, this is the difference. She would have been six. Oh. There's no way her parents would have let her fucking watch it. And I'm like, see, that's the difference. Wow. She was six, I was 16. So that 10 years at that age, huge difference. 10 oh, years yeah. in your, as an adult, not big not a difference. So you always forget no. how much younger your friends are than you yeah. as you get older, right? So I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just so fucking The concept of time and age becomes relative <laughs> as you get older. You're like, oh yeah, you're the same age as me. And then you find out they're like 10 years older than you. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Like oh, never guy, mind. He's like 11 years younger than me. And I'm just, I'm like, I'm flabbergasted. Cause I'm just like, I'm just as immature as the rest of these people. <laughs> I don't act. I definitely don't act almost 40. No, but then I also, I so at these weddings, I also realized it's really just the person and the person, the, per, the people and the persona. 
That's true because I, I 100% am myself right. in public. I don't give a shit what people think of me. I will break out and fucking crunk in the middle in, of a fucking ball. I don't care. Right. I'm whatever. Be you. Yeah. Like, it may be childish, but it's fucking fun. You should try it sometime. Like, fucking unclench. <laughs> Speaking of being oneself. Pride. Yeah, Pride Month. Uh, I believe, actually, when we were kids, it was just a Pride week, I think, at the end of, like june or the middle to end of june and then it became pride month later on i believe i don't think it was a full if i remember correctly i don't think it was a full month originally i think you're right i think it was just a week and then they eventually yeah. made it into a month because yeah i do remember pride week because i remember back in 09 it, um in our hometown we had a like a tri pride kind of like weekend during pride week mm -hmm. i believe it was yeah, and I remember and when like, just, and yeah, like my dad's company was a part of it, and he would run the booth and stuff. And just after I graduated, I went. I was working at Nordia, and I went with one of the girls I worked with there to Pride for in Toronto the one time. And I'm pretty sure it was just it was the Pride Pride. I'm pretty sure it was just like the week at that point. Yeah, because like I had a picture of me and my family at at the the Pride festivities. Yeah, uh, pop up on my Facebook like just I think yesterday in my memories. So that's what yeah. I mean. Like I think it was like maybe the middle of the month or something like that. Yeah. to end but i remember the pride parade wasn't the pride parade always like july 1st no the weekend before july 1st but didn't the toronto mayor get like a lot of shit for not going i remember him getting a lot of shit for not going because he would go camping with his family every july 1st long weekend and that's when pride weekend would always land on i thought they always did it the weekend before because they didn't want to confuse with canada day or whatever so they do do it the weekend before I don't know. It's been something it's been. we probably should have looked up before we started this. But something whatever. we could have, but that's okay. Either way, I could have done any kind of research on this, and I didn't. For as worry. long as forever, June has been Pride celebrations that we yes. won't remember. So whether it's gone, and if we've gone from a week to a month, even better for us. Yay! Yes. So that's all that matters is what the purpose of our yes. our statement really is. There. <laughs> In the nineties, there was a lot more uh, awareness about the lgbt community things started to become more yes so we in know in yeah we know in the 80s we had the big aids awareness like that yes. was really what kind of i think through the lgbt especially with live aid right yeah that really put the community out there and kind of on a radar um yeah. and then yeah it was it 91 i think live aid was because well, they, they mostly saw aids as a disease, disease. amongst homosexuality yeah and not obviously they people were, were then getting it through like blood transfusions yeah. and other yeah, things and, and yeah yeah so they figured out they were wrong yeah for them and the, the aids awareness program of the red ribbon came out was that strictly just mad or was that separate separate from mad and then it can join and then it joined i think it joined because mad was mothers against drunk drivers so i think it yeah was but i always thought it was their organization that started the red ribbon program was it? Because I remember having a red was ribbon it? tied on our car for the longest time and it said mad on it. And that oh. was like, I was young, like single digit young. Red ribbon project. Because uh, 90, mad. you have it right here in 91. So visual aids or mad Canada. So yes, I think in Canada it was run through mad. Looks like it shows here. Yeah. Good job, mad. I love right. that they're still going. They're Drive still sober. Yeah. Oh, but it's about driving sober. And the impacts of driving highs so it doesn't actually say so the one about aids the red ribbon project is just says visual aids is what the the uh, project is 
group of artists came together to create a meaningful symbol at the height of the AIDS crisis to show support and compassion for those with AIDS and their caregivers. Uh, these artists were part of the Visual AIDS Artist Caucus, and what they created was titled Red Ribbon Project, better known today as simply the Red Ribbon. Yeah, so it's just uh, its own kind of company or, or you know, organization. So anyway. Uh, 1993, the U.S. military God. instituted the don't ask, don't tell policy, so you can't ask orientation um, and forbids the homosexual act. Um, yeah, it's so. still wrong to be out in the military at yes. this point. In this point, it's still yeah. wrong to be out in the military, which is still there. Yeah. But the don't ask, don't pal policy, I don't think is there anymore. But no, I think, I think I'm pretty sure it's safe to say, like, you can be out in the military now. Pretty yeah, sure you can. I think so. If you can't, that's atrocious. Right. And, and it's also in the U.S. I don't know. I think in Canada, it's I have no idea. different. Yeah. I think it's different in Canada because we're a little bit more. I would hope it is. I would hope I it is. I feel like it is. Um, April 2000, Vermont state, first state to legalize civil unions and registered partnerships between same-sex couples. Yay! Yes. Because like we said, love yeah. is love and you can marry whoever the hell you want. Like, yeah. why does it have to be between a man and a woman? Because a lot of the times those ones end up in divorce and I've seen some, ha some happy, very, very happy, you know, gay couples and that last forever. It's all just love. You can get, you can be a gay couple, get divorced. You can be a straight couple, get divorced. You can stay in together forever. Love is love. Let us all get married and let us all enjoy a bridal wedding day. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> and then only Let's four short it. years later, Massachusetts followed through as well as New Hampshire. Vermont. Vermont, but that was. Connecticut. Okay. Connecticut. Connecticut. Iowa. Iowa. DC. That's Iowa and DC. The education system up here at the U.S. states is really phenomenal. I only just found out now, or like yesterday, that Colorado is not actually more north than it is. <laughs> I don't look at the maps to air It's like them. right above it's New Mexico. I think. No, I know that. Like I know that side. now, but I, like I thought it was like I thought it was like a state that was like not on the border of Canada, but like below one of those states. But it's not. I apologize for my nescientness. <laughs> I was never geographically inclined. Tisk tisk tisk. Montana's the this one that's under our state, uh, right under this us. Is, this is why I'm one of those people that asks for directions by landmarks. Yeah. And so I'm not good with east, north, south, or west. Moral of the story is I'm okay with geography, and that's why me and Lindy work. I get her where she needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Anyway. Uh, 1997, Ellen came out on her TV show, um, which, was huge. which was also a huge, big break uh, for the gay community at the time on TV as well, uh, which was also just before the Dawson's Creek. So she was, I think she was actually the very, very first character ever on TV to come out. And then they yeah. made a big deal of it in the TV guides and stuff like that. And it was good on her for coming out, though, and being in the kind of forefront of that one. And then um, 1992 was the release of Supermodel by RuPaul. You better work, cover girl. Work. Cover girl. Okay. Work. work it, girl. So that one came out. So that kind of introduced, so that kind of put like sort of a face to sort of the, a little bit of the trans sort of community a bit. Um, Cause she was, or RuPaul, she, they, he was cro cross-dressed for trans, uh, drag, drag superstar now is what we call her. Back then they kind of just thought of her as a trans person because again, we didn't really, 
We didn't know kind of the difference. Drag queens, a lot of people thought drag queens and trans were kind of the exact same, but we now know that that's not the case. Including myself, but I educated myself and I learned and now I know better. Right, exactly. As long as you're willing to learn, we don't care what you've thought in the past. You're just, it's all about learning and progressing and going forward, guys. Yep. And I'm still learning about it and I'm still- me too yeah. every day every day uh I was love part... is fluid and everything and gender is fluid and all that it's yep. yeah at my work i was part spectrum, of guys but it's not black and white at my work i was part of uh the they had a pride uh you know resource group at work and there was a couple of uh trans folks that i had met there and it right you just learn and you're like i'm sorry if i, I, I you don't say anything but you're just like i just i need to learn things and they're usually they're as long as it's not too bad they're okay with educating because that's it they want to sort of they want to be accepted and they want you to know. So, you know, and I'm glad for them for letting me know and ask, yeah. ask those so, questions and yeah, yeah. to be so, open about it. Exactly. And learn. Uh, 2003, we had the uh, Britney, Christina and Madonna kiss. Uh, yeah. Although most people just put it as the Britney Madonna kiss, but Christina was also part of that, y'all. <laughs> I actually just Google searched like the first homosexual kiss on TV in history. Yep. And apparently it's the first lesbian kiss on television or first homosexual kiss on television was on LA law in 1991. So good for them. Well them. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so I'd throw that out there, but anyway, right. so Christina, Brittany and Madonna go. Yeah. So we kind of had like, kind of, I found in the late nineties, two thousands, um, lesbian sort of was kind of a commodity sort of. You if you want to call it like wild things, because it's the next thing on my list was wild things with Nev Campbell and Denise Richard. And again, even just the Britney, Madonna, Christina thing like yeah. that. Unfortunately, like the, when it became homosexual males, no one really gave gave a shit. It was still sort of yeah. meh. But at the time, unfortunately, like guys were just like, ooh, two girls kissing. And then unfortunately at that time, yeah. which it you got more seen, but you were yeah. commodified to be as they would say quote unquote lipstick lesbians or pretty lesbians or girls who aren't even lesbians are just straight to pretending to be lesbian to get attention and it was not it was not right it was not a good time for first, our society first i want to mention how much i hope the term bicurious is no longer used i really hope that's no longer used because that I'm was not... just an awful fucking term yeah uh, and i forgot about that how <laughs> most people consider girl and like girl gay girl like lesbians is fine but gay men is not fine yeah like yeah, that's what i mean so like many, like i've heard a lot of really ignorant men and like none that are i'm friends with none that are in my life because yeah I, but yeah, through the I, facebook worlds and the groups that you happen to see yeah, you, you, yeah. you hear men say like oh i'll be fine if my daughter turns out to be a lesbian but if my son is gay i'm gonna disown him fuck you yeah fuck you ah first f-bomb of the episode how long did that take uh, at anyway. least uh, thir- 20, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not too bad. Good. You're progressing. But, no. <laughs> I mean, when an F-bomb is warranted, it's warranted. So you can't deny it. <laughs> but, yeah, there's still a lot, of edu- a lot of education that we can give out there and a lot of learning still left to do for the world. But Yeah. And even if it's right. Little baby steps, progress, we're getting there. Yes. And then even in 1991, Levi Strauss supported gay pride and they participate. They have participated in the pride parade because they're from San Francisco uh, since 1991. So they've been a supporter and out there with them for forever. Now, throughout kind of our time, we did sort of have like, like I said, we kind of said there's a lot of pop culture. So there was actually we kind of went through and found quite a a bit of movies that sort of touched on whether completely with the characters or had some kind of like, you know, sort of touching with it. 
I remember the first one that I can really, really remember watching, I guess, kind of, was it was a made-for-TV movie called If These Walls Could Talk 2. They had an original one early in the 90s that was about women and I think, um, was it with abortions or like having babies or something like that? And then the second one was all about um, gay women. So it was over three three different couples over different decades. So there was the, a couple from 1961 and they follow them. Then there's a bunch of girls from 1972 at college. So, you know, the, you know, the college lesbians and stuff. And then in the 2000s, because uh, it's, it's actually 2000 was when this was released. So then it's uh, like Sharon Stone and Ellen Generous and they're a gay couple in 2000 trying to have a baby. Okay. And it's a real, it's actually on, I think I found it on YouTube. So you should actually go back and watch it. It's actually very interesting because it does show you like, in 1961, it was this gay couple. They had spent their whole entire existence together. And then the one she's out on a, she's out uh, looking at a bird or whatever, and she's on a ladder and she, they think she might've had a stroke and fell off the ladder and she passed away. Aww. And unfortunately they've lived together, but the house was in her name. So her son comes and he's like, oh, okay, we're going to sell this. We're going to do that. And she's like, don't touch this. Like, this is. So because she wasn't on, because they couldn't have she legal had no rights, rights as her partner, she had no rights. They were friends. They weren't even partners. They were friends. Yep. They kept calling her her friend, her friend, her friend. But yep. because in the sixties, you weren't really allowed to come out. So this, and they were an older couple too, as well. So it just makes it, so they've been together forever and it just makes it so yeah, like so that one. Ugh, so heartbreaking seventies. It's kind of, um, again, the girls in college and they're the time of free love. But at the same time, in the 70s, it was actually about uh, there was feminist groups going on in the college and they didn't want the lesbians kind of part of it because they thought that their feminist was all about the lesbian agenda instead of just being feminist. There was that line of, oh, feminists are lesbians, lesbians are feminists, you know, that whole thing. And then distinguish between the two, apparently. Right. And then also even within the community, which I found fun to note, is that they go. uh, Michelle Williams is in this one. She goes to a gay bar with her friends and everything. And then Chloe Sevigny Mm -hmm. is in this one and she plays kind of more of like a sort of butch type lesbian. So she's wearing like, she's got the shorter hair. She's got it like kind of like a night, like a suit type thing on. More of the masculine type. Yeah. 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 Quote unquote, (laughs) the more masculine type lesbian. So they're all at, even them are kind of like, Oh, why would you want to go with them? Like why? And Michelle Williams is like, seems kind of intrigued by this person. Like sees kind of more for the soul and the heart of the person versus what's on the outside. But yet her friends, even her friends as lesbians have a hate on for this lesbian who looks more like a man. They're like, why would you just want to date someone who looks like a man if you're like, and, and so even now when you're watching it at this perspective to think like even that hate within each, in each other was within almost going through. Yeah. Right. Was go own. within their own communities going on. And then obviously in the two thousands, you know, fertility with gay couples. Cause it's, it's or even know, adopting and like things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Trying to have now that you're op- able to be open and have a relationship, this is the next steps is, you know, starting yeah. families in those relationships because you're allowed to be out and open in the community. So mm-hmm. it's a very interesting contrast where they do it over those decades. The, uh, the first LGBT movie that I remember ever like impacting me and my thought process is uh, Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Hilary Swank in that movie was phenomenal oh there's a reason she won an oscar for it like was it that i thought she won it for or was it million dollar baby i thought she that was million dollar baby Uh, maybe the Uh, movie itself won i just remember like that one was so like hyped and so like it was so accoladed at the time that i I thought it might i thought it did she won an oscar for both okay yeah yeah she won for both thank god goodness because boys don't cry one of her best performances Hmm. that 
like and is I that one based off of a real story yeah. too okay that's what yeah. i thought as well yeah i can't watch that movie but i could not watch that movie again yeah. i watched it one time and that was all it needed like one time was enough because it was it was kind of traumatizing for me to know that that there are people is like, out there and those people can go through yeah like, it's, it's atrocious what just because of you want to be who you feel you are that you deserve to get beaten up and like that for it well first to had to hide completely the fact of being a girl to try to just be themselves as a man and then when people found out that it wasn't really a man it was a girl then yeah just destroy unfortunately them the movie is based on the tragic true story of brandon tina 20 year old nebraska trans man who was raped and murdered in 1993 his death was the subject of salacious headlines and it galvanized a small group of trans people to witness the trial and claim him as one of their own. Mm-hmm. It also is reminiscent of the Matthew Shepard case. Actually, years later. Um, so Matthew, Matthew Shepard would have been reminiscent of this one. Yes. Okay, sorry. That's what I meant. That's yeah, whatever. Because yeah. that um, one was 98 yeah. we were looking at. And I think you said it was in middle America as well, too. Matthew Shepard was, was also middle he America. Was, he was kidnapped, I believe, by some of his peers from high school because he wanted to bring his boyfriend to prom. I remember seeing... Um, a, a TV movie about this starring, I believe it was, um, Sean Astin. Is that, is that the right guy from X-Men or his twin brother? One of them. Ashmore. Oh, Ashmore. Okay. Yeah. Ashmore. Sean, Sean Astin, Astin was the one you had his obsession with. That's because we were just talking about it. And I said, that's why I was like, how did you say Astin? You should know that one, Lindy. <laughs> Anyways, Ashmore. He wanted to bring his boyfriend to prom. And so he was kidnapped, I believe by some of his peers from, from school, the, like from the football team or something. I like look it up um and he was basically tortured and left tied to a fence to die and i don't think he was found for a few days and basically that kind of didn't start the pride movement but it added a huge leap to the movement um there's also because we talked about this one was one we usually donated to a lot was the trevor project a uh, 13 year old boy who when rejected by friends because of his sexuality makes an attempt to take his life and that one was in 1994. It was a movie. It's called The Trevor Project. That was. Okay. So I was wrong. Okay. It was not high school. He was in university. Maybe I was thinking of a different, because I do remember a TV show movie about a gay kid who wanted to take his boyfriend to prom. And that basically happened to him. He, I don't believe he died in it, but yeah, yeah that's another atrocious true story based movie about yeah. that. Um, but this one, he was a university student at Wyoming. He was 21 years old. Yeah, Wyoming, and so that's what I said, they're middle America, yeah. and unfortunately, middle America, not very open-minded, like the East or West Coast kind of sort of are. Yeah. So some other movies that I just kind of sort of remember that were sort of released in our time. Uh, Natasha, our topic up a bit. <laughs> right? To lighten our topic up a bit, uh, we had But I'm a Cheerleader with Natasha Leone. Which um, I had on my list forever, and now it's not even on Netflix anymore. I know. I was trying I to find and watch it. This I really wanted to watch it before doing this one, and I was like, I had to pay for it on YouTube. I had to pay for it on Crave. It wasn't on anything, so I was I was trying, guys. Um, Strike or All I Want to Do. I love, I love um, that movie. Now, I mean, like, it doesn't really have, like, a full-on, I don't think a gay, like, represent cult full-on on the screen, but there's definitely lots of undertones and oh, kind of, like, yeah. girls kind of discovering that part of themselves at that age. Yes. Yeah. Like it's very much that chasing Amy, which I remember watching with uh, Katie, Katie in her mom's basement with her sister. 
which is very shocking because I love Kevin Smith movies. I just I have it. I just right. never watched it. I I remember watching that one with her. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe that was the first movie I watched with lesbians because that was ninety eight or ninety nine, I think. And then If These Walls Could Talk Two was two thousand. Because I didn't think I saw. I don't think I saw this one till later. The Birdcage with Nathan I've Lane and Robin Williams. Crazy. I yeah, love this. I went back and watched it recently. I love it. I still do. They are amazing. Oh, Robin Williams, at, Nathan Lane, just because he's, I, I, I think, I don't know. Is he actually straight or gay? I've never, because if he, know, he, he just keep track of like celebrities lives, it really right? is. And not only that, he just plays such a gay man. So great. And I know he's been on Broadway and I know he's very much an ally to the community. So that's why I'm not sure if he is. He came out publicly in 99 after the killing of Matthew Shepard. Okay, perfect. There we go. So he is actually. I was, yes. Because he, st he still plays some straight characters sometimes and plays them so well. He's <laughs> so fucking talented. He's so right? good. Now. I love Nathan Lane. Amazing. Um, we had Philadelphia, which had come out, obviously, regarding the whole entire AIDS crisis with Tom Hanks. Also I think. based on a true story. Yep. I believe he actually won his Oscar. Yeah, for that one, a lawyer who got who got fired because he was, was gay and got AIDS. Because he had AIDS, or was HIV positive or something? I feel like Google all of this. I know. I remember seeing these, but they were a long time ago that I watched a lot of these, and I didn't have that much time to re go back and rewatch all of them. <laughs> so, fearing it would compromise his career, lawyer Andrew Beckett hides his homosexuality and HIV status at a powerful Philadelphia law firm, but his secret is exposed when a colleague spots the illness's telltale lesions. Fired shortly afterwards, Beckett resolves to sue for discrimination. I don't yes. think I ever watched that movie, but because I'm not a huge fan of sad movies and I knew I that was just going to be a really sad movie. I, I watched right. it like back at the, like kind of in that time when it was I out think just I've because seen it parts was. Of it. Like I've seen the important parts of it. Like I've seen the, the, the courtroom scene. Yeah, I've Denzel. Seen, like, <laughs> I've seen the very end where he unfortunately, spoiler alert, dies. But yeah, like I, I don't think I've seen the movie in its entirety um we also had brokeback mountain which obviously got never seen it. i've never seen it either but we know it's the big movie at the time that had lots I... of gay cow the gay cowboy stereotype as they kind of brought it out back then i think i avoided this movie because i'm not a fan of michelle williams but seeing her in the greatest showman kind of cleared I... my like for her a little bit i think it was just all of the 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 hype that was around it that I was just like, okay, I'm going to yeah. hold off on that one and maybe watch it later. And then I just kind never of like, went back to revisit it. It was just overrated. Like, you felt I, like, I felt like it might've been overrated and yeah. I didn't want to disappoint it. Like, yeah. like it was know? everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone talking about it everywhere. Everyone making fun of it or parodying it, it. And it just literally like the day after it fucking premiered or came out or whatever it like spoilers everywhere. Yeah. So it was like, what, point of even watching it if you already fucking knew what happened so yeah kind of but it would be yeah. i guess it would still be nice to go back and revisit just to kind of see it and appreciate what it is i guess now under different views i'm not interested i'm not a fan of like sensitive movies and i don't mean that because of its topic like i'm not a chick flick kind of person not a drama kind of person give me action give me comedy give me zombies that's me hmm. like I'm not. Lindy has no emotional depth. That's all you need to learn. <laughs> I have emotional depth. I just choose to avoid the sadness and the dramatic and like the drawn out scenes and stuff. Like I'm, I'm over it. It depends. It really depends. There's some, yeah. I, it depends. There's some movies where I'm like, I'm not watching that. But then sometimes it's like, yeah, that's just a good love story. So I'm going to watch it anyways. So what's the next movie on your list? 
She's the I man. <laughs> Which is I a rom com. Like I don't fucking like that. I stupid movie. I'm sorry. Stupid movie. Well, it's basically it's cross dressing. Sorry, so it does Shalina. Sort of it's a have movie. The undertones of also. Yes, it does, but it's still a stupid movie. Are you Not denying my, Shakespeare? How dare you? Hers, but I just don't see the fucking deal. It's Shakespeare. How dare you? No, I don't know. Uh, it's not one of the I, I don't care what a girl wants is my favorite of hers so you're not offended i love it. that one. that one is like my ultimate favorite of hers. i love that one ultimate favorite of hers uh the next one is the broken hearts club now i vaguely remember this one but i did remember watching it so it's Never. like a romantic comedy about gay characters um they actually i think they work at a bar yeah gay friends in west hollywood centered on a restaurant owned by fatherly jack and his softball team he sponsors and each of them is like they all it's like a basically it's his gay football team or baseball team sorry and it's their kind of story so so it had like zach braff dean kane andrew keegan um nia long mary mccormick timothy oliphant justin thoreau back before his uh, jennifer aniston days um i remember seeing it back in those days because i was like one of those times where like you know you anything with like those teen heartthrobs you'd try to sort of watch it was actually couldn't i remembered it wasn't too bad blow dry with alan rickman now, and uh josh, josh hartnett. hartnett and natasha richardson yes R.I.P. Yep. now blow dry oh and rachel lee cook yes blow dry is so good a severely underrated underrated so good i fucking love this movie so much alan rickman was phenomenal in it phenomenal he's richardson <sighs> And whoever was that played her partner, whoever her, whatever her name is, I know she's yeah. in a ton of stuff, but oh, she was so good too. And Josh Hartnett, like, he was heartthrob at the time. So he was, was so hot at the time. Mm. The part where like Rachel Lee Cook is telling him that she practiced her coloring and like all the multicolored sheep come waddling through the fucking <laughs> um, trough of like the trench. Yeah. Oh, such a great scene. <laughs> and I You're love so the. I love just Alan Rickman and the love that he still has for his wife. And like, even though she ends up she left him being for a woman, a woman yeah. and then she ends up being sick later on, yeah. spoiler alert, being sick later on, like just because yeah. they the still fact- have this son and you can still tell that like, he's like, I understand you didn't leave me for being a, like for whatever you needed to be happy. Like it was just, yeah. it just but showed that you can still have like that kind of relationship, even though you might've had a different, I thought of it, you were a different person before. I think it's the fact that like, cause him and his wife, like him and Natasha Richardson's characters, um, like were married and they were hairdressers and she ran away with the model. Yeah. Basically. But how about that, that finale where she oh, came out the and hair and the, the tattoo. tattoo on her head? Well, oh, cause he even God. says, do you still have the tattoo? And she's like, well, it's a little faded, but. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, imagine oh, doing that. Imagine being like doing like going that in for a hair, which is funny because the girl who's the studio that does mine does hair competitions. So every yeah. time they they show, post it, that's I, all I think about is this movie. All I think about, I, and I'm just like, man, like imagine like a model doing that, putting that kind of tattoo and dedication nowadays. I immediately think about the scissor tattoo on the bottom of his foot. <laughs> that's yep. what I think about. Scissor yeah. tattoo. Yep. Right. Oh. Uh, uh, Alan Rickman, we love you. Is that um, the one with Sharon? Yes. And Christina Ricci? Yeah. That one was, I only saw it once and it was a very long time ago. So I don't really remember it, but I remember being amazed by it. Yeah. I remember it being really well done. I think well she done. also won an Oscar for it too. Phenomenal. 
I think she did. I think so. I think she like put on. 30 pounds on for that rule. Didn't wear like any makeup and just for like a month. Yep. Oh, she I fucking mean, went talk, dirty. Talk about like method acting. Like I, yeah, I couldn't. One best actress it. for monster 2009. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and then the next one rules of attraction. Yes. What a fucked up movie. Oh my God. Fucked up movie. So messed up. I remember so messed seeing up. this movie for the first time. I'm pretty sure I watched it with Catherine and we're sitting there watching it. And as it like unrolls and progresses, we're just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is going on? Hey, look, there's yeah. Eric Spanda. I'm just like, what the fuck is he doing? What is going on? How is this happening? What did she just say? I'm just like, it's one mind fuck after another. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's been a while since I have to go back. And oh it's, it jumps Beak, around too as well. Very opposite yes. Dawson's Creek. Because this was post Dawson's Creek where he wanted to get out of that and he was yep. doing very different roles at the time. And this was at the peak of Shannon Sossaman's kind of popularity. Career, yeah, with yeah. like and then four, she kind of dropped off. And, yeah, 40 Virgin. Or 40 well, if you make 40, enough money to sustain yourself for like whatever, who cares? Why, why not? Yeah. I would do. And then, so next we had Party Monster, which was Macaulay Culkin and Seth Green, where it was I about. See it, but I haven't had an opportunity to. Oh, it's so good. James St. James, the. Um, club kid in new york so it's actually based on kind of a true story as well um so good seth green oh love him just so extra in it so extra it's great uh 13 with uh great movie movie. what was brother to brother saved you remember saved Saved. i'm like how does lindy not saying anything about saved i know she loves saved this movie is i i fucking love ava amari i love Macaulay Culkin in this movie. I love Mandy Moore in this movie. Right. I, like Jenna Malone in this movie is phenomenal. Mary Louise Parker is amazing. I like, there's just nothing bad to say about this movie. Yeah. It depicts it so well what this movie is about. And it's basically how I, what I think it's about the way I perceive it is that religion can basically take you one of two ways. Yeah. One where it tries to oppress and one where it's free thinking and tolerant. Right. And I, I just, I, I love it. like where she throws the Bible at her. She's like, did you just throw the Bible at me? This is not a weapon. I think that's probably the best line in the entire movie because it is so true. It's used. The Bible is used as a weapon. Uh, the muffin shop is closed. <laughs> that's the best line. Then okay. the Bible is a weapon. <laughs> second best line we'll go with second best line sorry i just that's the that one i just remember oh it's so funny so good especially to oppress the lgbt community they use the bible so much and i agree i agree it would shock them to know that jesus accepts everybody and for those of you that are trying to oppress and hate on those who are different from you because of who they love and who they are and how they identify the gates of hell are going to be very welcoming to you right enjoy burning in eternity because all of our gay friends are going to be up in heaven having a grand old party with us sorry god and jesus are not going to want to fucking do anything to do with you guys we're going to be up in the gay disco up with jesus i am calling that out i am brave enough to say that um so next we have which i I actually want to see this one um i didn't know about this one brother to brother actually brother to brother because this one is actually interesting i didn't know it it's actually it's about a would-be painter struggling to find his voice and his identity as a black gay man say that word one more time identity yes okay (laughs) i know my my voice is getting because i was trying i was reading 
you said identity. I know. Because I was looking at artist and reading ahead at the same time. That's uh, my brain can do that. It's fun. So yeah, that would be an interesting one to see seeing like the the, the black gay man's perspective in a movie because we really don't see that another unrepresented like unrepresented, unrepresented. group yeah. completely. So and Anthony Mackie is in that one. So in case anyone yeah. wants, needs it needs a face to go along with it, who else is in it? Um, actually, I don't know many of these names, but that's okay. Dwayne Bout, Lawrence Gillard Jr., Roger Robert Robinson, nope. Ford, no, Oni Feta Lampy Lampley. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, like you said, Kinky Boots, which was based off of a Broadway I've, musical first, and, and then became only a ever heard. I've only ever heard about because of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, and then we looked it up, and it's uh, about it sounds a, interesting. Yeah, about oh, a guy who inherits his dad's factor shoe factory, doesn't want to do it, but then meets a drag superstar and decides to make kinky boots. Yeah, so sexy boots, sexy boots for them. Uh, then we and have rent. How rent. can you not mention rent? Right, like, like another again, another musical. So again, musicals, musicals are kind of where it is because the gay community loves the it, yep. it. It's all about musicals for the gay community, and it's a very that's almost kind of a finding like very safe space. I think for them growing up, it was like being in musicals or just in that whole the drama community. Yeah. I think theater people are more or less extremely welcoming and tolerant right. of others because I feel like being drawn to drama and theater they may have probably a lot of them or most of them have gotten made fun of growing up yeah. being in the theater and stuff like in our own high school experiences it's like oh it's the drama kids like yeah it's it's a stereotype and it's wrong I don't really remember drama, drama kids, kids. Those are the kind of kids you should make friends with. Yeah, I don't really remember drama kids. I just remember there was drama class and everyone wanted to take drama class at school. Like it was, it was super elective. fun. It was the easy elective that everyone wanted. I didn't actually take it. Mr. Rouse made it so much fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I never took it. We constantly played games. It was great. <laughs> um, then we have Transamerica. Uh, that one I believe is the one with- uh, I think the rest of these movies I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, what's his face? Jeffrey Tam, no, hold on, oh, no. Yes, um, Felicity Huffman. That one, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah that's I the remember, one. Okay. I remember hearing about that. Yes. Yes. So there's that one. You know, before she went to jail for bribing colleges. Yeah. So it's not. No, it's not, okay. I'm thinking of a different one. So there is one with Jeffrey Tambor where he is a transgender, but it's a different. It's a different one. This Trans America is the one with Felicity Huffman and Kevin Zegers, uh, where she is playing, I believe, a trans. Kevin Zegers is from Woodstock, by the way. Did you yes. know that? Yes, he is from Canada. Woohoo, Canada. I had a huge crush on him when I was probably like 13, 14 around there. <laughs> oh, um, fuck yeah. Oh, I was just uh, like, oh my God, he lives like an hour away from me. Yay! <laughs> uh, so then we had 54 with Ryan Felipe uh, about Club 54, and the owner was uh, gay himself. Never seen uh, it. No? Oh, it's actually pretty good. Uh, Mike Myers plays the, plays the, the dude. Uh, the club owner. And I also have never seen Boogie Nights either. I have never I seen Boogie like Nights. I, probably should, I should probably watch. I should probably watch it. I ha like. I agree. Like Boogie Nights is one I've never seen, and I should probably see it. I but... feel like I think I never watched it because I just didn't really care about the story. But now I feel like it's, it would be really intriguing to see. And the based on the things that I've heard about it, I feel like it's probably up there my type of movie. And so that's one of the things I find now. Yeah, it's, I find one of the things now is that like when we were kids, because we were at a, that weird, like 97, 98, we were at a weird age range where we were like 12, 13, where we're we like understood 50. things, but you know, like we, we were at that age where we understood but, things, but we yeah. didn't understand it completely like we do now. So I feel, I feel like, like watching it better 
I feel like you understand it better once you've experienced things. Yes. You can so I feel like at the time better. we watched these movies and we didn't think anything of them, but if we go back and watch them now, we definitely have some different perspectives on them. Like, I kind of want to go back and watch old episodes of Beavis and Butthead because there's a new Beavis and Butthead movie, movie coming, coming out. out. That I, yeah, so excited. And because um, I never really watched it when I was that age because I was at that awkward age of like maybe 12, 13, where like I didn't yeah. get half the jokes. I thought it was really stupid. Yeah. Now I feel like it's probably right up my fucking alley. Right. <laughs> Next, we have in and out was with Kevin Klein, where he's a Midwestern teacher questions his sexuality after a former comment makes a comment at his Oscars or something. Oh. So yeah, Kevin Klein. I, I remember that remember one vaguely. That I just I remember seeing it only one time, so I don't really remember a lot about it. Yeah. Um. So then we've got Boys on the Side, which was uh, so, Drew Barrymore, Whoopi, and Mary Louise Mary Parker. Parker. Yep. I remember seeing that. I remember really liking that movie. I thought it was pretty good. Right. I remember some sort of car scene and a scene at the bar. I think they're actually going on a, I think it's a car ride is what they're doing. Cause I think I remember them driving on in the boat. I thought they were going away. Like I thought they were just going on a vacation together before. Something like that. They all have. I think they all have something. Uh, After breaking up with their girlfriend, a nightclub singer, Whoopi, Jane, answers a personal ad from Robin, a real estate agent with AIDS, seeking a cross-country travel partner on their journey. The two stop by Pittsburgh and pick up Robin's friend, Drew Barrymore, who is trying to escape an abusive relationship. And then they overcome their differences to help one another. Yes, because Drew Barrymore and her boyfriend have a a fight by the vehicle or something like that. I remember something. Yeah. It's been a very long time. And then we have Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Um, now this one, <laughs> this one, um, so good. Such a good movie. Again, it kind of came out, it showed, um, you know, just so much depth. Uh, hold on. There's actually, where is it? Oh, you bastard photos. So I saw actually okay. this. Do you know how I feel like if this movie was attempted to come out now, um, there would be an uproar about it not being real dry queens. Yes, there would be. Agreed. Um, I think at the time, with what we knew, I think it was well done. Oh, where is it? Like, this is going to bug me. So there's actually a post I saw the other day, and I'm trying to save it, or I'm trying I mean, to find it here. Look at those legs. I mean, look at those. Yeah. Damn, Patrick Swayze, you sexy. Is it the screen? Is it under my screenshots or did I download it? I think I downloaded it. Hold on. Of course, I can't find it. But basically, it was a photo that was saying about basically how at the time, how like if you notice the way that the characters are represented, um, kind of John Leguizamo character and um, Wesley Snipes characters are kind of more of like a fun drag queen or whatever and then when you look at patrick swayze's character basically what the post was saying is that patrick swayze can go from this like rough and tumble you know roadhouse guy to being this character and that he went like and when you watch it there's the very beginning scene where she's getting herself dressed like where like the miss oh what was her name miss miss vita vita yeah miss vita is getting ready and like she sees herself as like a man in the mirror and you just see her face kind of like 
not her and then like she's seeing herself and then all of a sudden she's and you just see like the eyes glowing as she's a woman and the the fact that patrick stewart can portray that and even and even in this post it even says like oh back in the like nowadays you could never do that but back in this time this was actually a very important step for the whole society because of the fact that someone so roadhouse like like patrick stewart is a patrick swayze not patrick stewart yeah sorry patrick swayze yeah Okay, because I was Patrick like, Swayze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, my, my, yeah. whatever. So either way, he's so, like, he's the roadhouse guy. He's man's man. He's every man's man's. Everyone loves him. And then he can be this Crazy soft. Swayze. Yeah, and he can be this soft, gentle character. And just the way that he portrays. He has range, apparently. Well, and all of that, through the whole entire movie, he just portrays Vita with such this, like, embodiment of you know, that is who she's supposed to be as a trans versus the other ones might be more drag because they played a little bit more fun. And she's like, no, this is who I am. Like she plays it more of the trans care. And it was just, the way he plays it is just so beautiful. I saw, I, I wish I could find the stupid post, but of course well, I can't. I thought I saved it, but I didn't apparently. He, uh, he got that role by improvising a 30 minute monologue inspired by the bullying he suffered as a boy studying ballet in Texas. See, yeah. we all draw inspiration from somewhere. So your little note that you have at the bottom here about Joshua Jackson. So this was actually about his. He said this. So I was watching this. He was doing, you know, those, they do those things like W or whatever, where the actors go back and talk about all of their previous careers and everything like that. And he actually was talking about the specific character from Cruel Intentions about how like nowadays. Yeah. He's like, he's like. Uh, an actor he's like i am not a gay actor and he's like i didn't want to but he's like i'm glad i did that character now and i'm glad i did them proud and everything but he like he literally made his own like he was like yeah that would never happen nowadays um i just think it's funny that we we can't mention cruel intentions without talking about that infamous fucking kiss i mean sarah michelle geller and samuel samuel blair right like, like both like that movie twofer like again yeah and it, just oh my god which goes to kind remember. of goes to show you as well the fact that everyone remembers the lesbian kiss but no one remembers joshua jackson and the blackmailing this other gay guy part there you go there you fucking go so exactly there you, go. There you go right it's there like that's the, relevant the, still the statement of the century <laughs> i apologize guys on behalf of my stupid past self i apologize exactly I but speaking of Pride Week, you know, I am super proud of Rumor Wilson. She just recently came out and I couldn't be happier for her. Well, she has, she came out that she has, a, she's in a, a relationship. I don't know if she full out said that she was Rumor actually with Verona, gay. Or with, I knew she said that she was uh, in a female relationship, but did she say she was actually gay? I don't think she needs to because she's no. not about labels. Oh, that's what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. Like, as she may not even be gay. She's just like, currently I am just in a female-based relationship. That is what it is. Yeah, I didn't that's all. Hey, I just said oh, she okay. came out. Why won't you let me search anything? See? You you save something and you find something and then you try to find it later and you can't freaking find it. It makes me so angry. Damn you, technology. Oh, Rumor Willis, not Rumor Wilson. Duh. Rebel. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with my brain today? Did I say Rumor Wilson? Or did I say I Rebel I think Wilson? you might have said Rumor Wilson. Wow. I and I didn't not, even care. I heard, I caught the Wilson. So I was like, I knew, and I know exactly. The problem is, is because I know who you're talking about. So I just didn't even pay attention that you said the wrong thing. Oh, Story of my life. Cool. When I know when people are talking about it, I just don't correct them. Because I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you're doing, who and what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't need to correct you. Kind of like when you spell a word wrong or miss some letters and stuff, but you know what word they're talking about. Right. Or like what they meant. Yeah, like exactly. Like, I don't Ramona need to do this. Anymore. 
Ramona Agruma, she is a jewelry designer. And they look very happy. So congratulations to the two of you. There's just, yeah, just so much, so much love so out much there. Love in this world. I really wish that oh, love and the- would come to the forefront more than hate does. But it's unfortunate that hate generally wins out in things in media. Because anger and hate is just an easier, I think, an easier emotion it's, for people to feel. Or it's, a, it's, an, it's an easier an, emotion to remember. Like, I don't know. It's an easier emotional state to be controlled in. Mm-hmm. When you're in an emotional state, it's hard for you to control your, like, I know for me, like, when I get angry or if I get sad or upset, like, my emotions and my, all of my common sense goes right out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. And it would be a lot easier to manipulate manipulate me in an angry state or in a sad state, which is very, really fucking sad to say. But that's kind of how media works. It is. I mean, that's it's for the media, for the masses, right? That's what they. Yeah, we're totally other different ballpark. We're not even- <laughs> uh, but, but I just, nonetheless, I, there is. But but you're what you're saying is still valid. Like there was so much media portrayal of uh, homosexuals as negative for a, a long negative long light. time in a long and long time now and i'm people really thought happy. of them like, as okay. negative or in a bad have way for you so long. have you seen i don't know if you've seen it on facebook i've seen it on facebook of this new show called first blood where there's love between a vampire and a slayer no Do you know what i got upset about i wasn't upset that the vampire and the slayer are both female i was upset that there was a fucking slayer because there's only one goddamn Slayer and it's Buffy. But then I remembered, oh yeah, in season she seven. She started the Buffy school the or something or whatever. And now all of Chosen are born with their chosen power. So they're all fucking Slayers now. So I guess that I was wrong. So yeah. I think I that's funny because that's what I drew to. I didn't draw to the fact that they were lesbians. I didn't really fucking give a shit. It's the fact that it was like, oh, there's a Slayer and it's not Buffy. What? <laughs> How dare they replace my Slayer? That's what I care about. Yeah. Right? I know. And it's at the form where you're like, I'm not offended by the gayness. I'm offended by the incorrectness of the, you know, you're changing my childhood is what it is. Like, you know, it's like Kendra, the 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 vampire slayer. No, it was always Buffy, bitches. Like, don't change it. I don't care that she's a lesbian. I just care that it is not Buffy. Like, I know. But I do love that there's a lot a lot more shows out. And do you know what, who we haven't given props to yet? I know we have this is true. Oh yeah, I forgot. Queer Eye was very pro- like with Carson Cressley back then, like the original I one. Sex in the City came out with a 98? very strong homosexual front, like Stanford, know, Stanford, and Anthony and Samantha. Anthony was until a few seasons later, but Stanford was right out, and she, even still, like, but you're in New York, so there's it's fashion designers. They're all gay. Like it's always like, fashion's very been a gay influence yes. kind of thing as well. So when you're dealing with New York and, and fashion, you're gonna naturally have some gay characters in, in that area. So yeah, like Sex and the City, also a big forefront gay TV show. Yeah. When I think of Sex and the City and I think of Anthony, the only line that I ever remember him saying is where it's like, if you, it's, um, sex is like, or yeah, sex is like showering. If you can't remember the last time you did it, it's been too long. Yeah. As we said, he's like seven minutes, like his is like seven minutes ago in the gym or whatever. I was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, something like that. (laughs) And he's talking to Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one, but. Uh, I, yeah, I just want to say my final thoughts on this is that I love the the way that pride is going. I love that people are becoming more tall. Like, and I hate the word tolerant. I really do. Yeah. Because I feel like. You shouldn't need to be tolerant of them. They should just be uh, like everyone else. You know what? How about I tolerate you straight people? Why don't I have tolerance for you? Like. 
Yeah. I agree. Like it's, it's a no. weird thing to, it's a weird I, thing to say. I have love for the LGBTQ community. And if you guys need a safe space, just reach out to us. We'll be your safe space. Right. If your parents kick you out and disown you for being who you are, come have Christmas and Thanksgiving at our house. We will right. accept you entirely. We will we are, be your mom. We are always open. We are always, we, I don't have any children. I'm, I've opened to fostering or adopting. Why not? You know, we are always here to help. We love, we love, 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 love. We love, love, yeah. you know, like, we just be kind, be accepting. No judge, no judgment. Judge people by their character and how they treat you. Not based on who they are. Yeah. And not what they can offer you. Yes. Not what people can offer you just by who they are and how they can what help the make joy, you better. The joy I know if that, that sounds they funny. Yeah. Like how yeah. they people can make you, you better. better yeah. Yes. Those are the yeah. people you want to surround yourself with and have love with. Yeah. And you know. So show your pride, guys. Be an ally. Be there, stand up to the bullshit of the intolerant and the bigotry and the homophobia and just have their backs Yeah, because they still need it. Because they can't, if they're too afraid to speak, like I say it all the time, if you can't speak for you, I'm straight, I know it, and I have no problem speaking for your half because what is someone going to say to me? You want to make fun of me for it? Yeah, I'm standing up for, for a gay person. I have no problem with that. And I'm, I'm comfortable, no. they're comfortable, get the hell out of here. I have no problem yep. yelling in your face if they can't do it. I have stood up plenty of times to bullies in public where yeah. I'm just like, you don't have to fucking talk to that person like that. And I don't even know the situation. I don't know what they're being bullied for. I have no fucking clue. I don't give a shit. You don't treat each other like that. Just I didn't know. I did it in a work setting. We, I was dealing with some military person and they had made a comment about something. Cause I, I all I had was he or she or her as in my signature. That's all it yeah. was. And he was like, Oh, this is woke. woke. no, we don't do business with no companies, no woke, no broke. And I was like, or no woke go broke. And I was like, Hold the phone, motherfucker. <laughs> Obviously did it in a professional manner, but I, it was funny because I heard, I saw it come in and then literally I was like, ran to Kevin and I was like, this is going to be interesting. We're not going to deal with this tonight. We're going to deal with this tomorrow morning, but we're going to talk about this for the rest of tonight. So I know what to say to this asshole on the way back. And I yes. included my manager on it and then... He came back, same huge other long blurb. And then my manager's like, I got this. I'm like, fine. But just so you know, I'm not, I wasn't going down, I wasn't going down swinging. And I was like, yeah. whatever your perspective is, I'm sorry, that's but this is a company that is open and we want everyone to be seen yeah. and accepted. And if, if that, if you don't want to do business with us, that's your prerogative. That's another thing that I love. I'm seeing a lot more companies having the backs of the LGBT community and everything like yeah. that. And seeing it on Facebook. And then I immediately click on the comments because I want to fucking rip homophobia as a new one too. And I see some of the comments and I see a lot of people standing up for the community and talking back to these bigots and all these fucking douchebags and all of that. And I fucking love it. I absolutely love how big the allies and the community has become yeah. like love is slowly winning and we have to keep our momentum going. Yeah. And uh, as best said by uh, David, the, it's not about the wine or it's not about the label it's about the wine can we lose our pride talk um i do want to take known a to sample of rose i want to take a quick second like literally a quick second because yeah i'm running out of time thoughts on the trial of johnny depp and amber heard what are your thoughts i mean <laughs> it's a as women it is a slippery slope because you never want a girl if she's 
honestly telling the truth to necessarily lose her case and not want to be okay with her. But I also feel just from previous history of my knowledge of Amber Heard, she's never really been my favoritist person and a great person at that from my knowledge of previous musings. I know people can change and stuff like that, but still. So I feel like she was not honest the whole time. And there was, so I feel like yay for him. But again, for women who have been sexually assaulted and uh, I agree, it's a slippery, it's a very slippery slope for this case. I do agree. However, I also think that a lot of people, especially Johnny's fans and people who aren't even fans of Johnny just saw through her. I really think that like I, I went through a lot of comments. I talked to a lot of people on Facebook about this trial And a lot of the women, especially, were saying how much they despise Amber for basically setting women back because she, like, again, they're not the jury. They weren't there. They don't know what happens. It goes beyond closed doors. This is all hearsay, whatever. We don't know what really fucking happened. Right. But if she is lying and she really wasn't truthful and all of that, lying about being domestically violence against is just disgusting. And I think that's why so many people hated her. Like I was at work and I was listening to the trial live as it's going. Mm -hmm. I'm reciting the judgments calls to the people that I'm working with. And I remember being like, fuck, yes, he fucking won. And on the other, the other thing I also fucking believe her. Oh, I know. And the other thing I also find like if it was a case where they're like, a full-on definitive case where she was flat out 100% found lying wrong, she should suffer every consequence because we have had so many instances where men get called out, even if it was not even founded and their careers are done, they're over because of the current cancel culture, but yet girls, like case in point, Cardi B, she flat out said that when she was a stripper, she used to drug guys and steal money and all of basically kind of like the same thing, like sexually almost assault type Yeah, things. and nothing happened. Nothing happened to her. How was that? How was that equal rights? Weinstein, Cosby. Uh, like, fucking- and I get that these guys, those uh, men were horrible. They did horrible things and yes. they were ho- finally held accountable. But if she yes. flat out admitted it, she's now admitting and she's accountable. She should be held responsible and i'm pretty sure she hasn't fully been cut from aquaman 2 either she's been cut back a lot of her scenes were cut but i don't think she's fully out of it yeah she doesn't know for sure what the status is or at least and i don't know how i feel about jason momoa supporting her i'm not sure how i feel about that he's free to choose what he chooses and i mean he personally you gotta you gotta think exactly they were they were working on a film together so maybe that's why he they have a different friendship that we know of and yeah and if you think about it, like if would you want all of your friends to leave you in a situation like this like you kind of like no you... but it really makes you wonder what type of person she actually really is in person right that too like i just i i think she's ruined like she's not ever i don't think she's ever going to be in another movie again like i don't think anyone's going to want to want to because of the fans reaction to this case i don't think anyone's going to want to hire her because people will be like, oh, boycott anything Amber Heard is in because she has more haters than she has fans right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any studio or any agency is going to want to risk that. She's going to need something really good or someone very powerful and influential to get her career going again. Yeah. I think. But yeah, go Johnny. Woo. I was always right. on Johnny's side. I was always team Johnny. I kind of was too because anyway. I was just like, you were with Vanessa Parody forever and they're never... 
even when Nona came to his defense, like, right? Like, yeah. and I understand. And I understand. Like, like right now, there was like towards the end, he had a little issues because he had a, a drug problem because he had a an injury from pirates and stuff like that during their relationship. So yes, it might have altered a drug him. Addict does not make you an abuser. I, I was gonna say it might have altered him a little bit, so maybe a little more irritable. But it shouldn't make you a, like it shouldn't change you yeah. completely like to your core of who you are. I agree. Sorry, I was just wanting to pick your brain about that because we had, I know we hadn't really talked about it with the trial. Right. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's current events. Point is, are... everyone should be proven, should be innocent until proven guilty. None of this, like being jailed until you're, yeah. like all your of that crap, like and all of this thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Ugh. So enjoy your Pride Month, guys. Yes, enjoy the rest of Pride Month. And we will enjoy see you guys in. Wear your rainbows high. Yes, and in two weeks we will be back celebrating our last birthday ever. We are celebrating Lindy's last birthday ever. I'm never turning forty, so I will be thirty nine forever. So on that note, in two weeks we are having a celebrate birthday celebration. So um, celebrate. Right? Celebrate Day. So find us on Spotify, Instagram, rate, review us, um, all of that fun stuff. You can find us on YouTube. Subscribe or, to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us on millennialspod.com. And we will see. Enjoy your Flip Pride Month and wear those colors. Yeah. And we will see you for a party next week or two weeks. We will check you out in July. What? And that will be actually Canada Day as well, on top of Lindy's Yay. birthday. So happy birthday, Canada, that day as well. And Stranger Things premiere volume two. Oh, okay, that too. So enjoy. <laughs> the most important thing ever. Yeah, so if you don't listen to us on July 1st, we understand why. Because <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be watching Stranger Things. Right. All five and a half hours of it, all in a row. And on that note, we'll see you in two weeks, guys. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website at www.millennialspod.com. And also, you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. While you're there, hit the follow and subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Turn of the Millennials Pod, and like us on Facebook to leave a comment and a review. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next episode.